What's up, top of the list listeners? It's RB here with Dom, another top of the list movie review, one we've been stoked about all summer. Bullet Train hit theaters this weekend. Bullet Train hit us like a bullet train, for lack of a better term. <laughs> um, I'm hyped to talk about this film, Dom. Uh, we were just talking a little bit before starting. I mean, wow. Yeah. Um, I think surprised to see the low Rotten Tomato scores. I know we talked about that in the last Yeah, episode. we got to talk about that. This film smashed my expectations. Before I go further, this was a 10 out of 10 for me. I, I can't say anything negative about this film. I loved this film. Yeah, I, I love this one too, RB. Um, man, I, I am I was flabbergasted walking out of the theater, honestly, because like I haven't um, like okay, so I'll give you a timeline of this for for those of us those of the those of the listeners that haven't been following our hype for this movie. We saw the trailer I think before we watched a movie in theaters like a few like months ago. Yep. And we were like, okay, this looks really exciting. They have the music down. It looks like it's going to be pretty epic with Brad Pitt in this leading role and a lot of great other characters, which we won't spoil who has cameos in this one until we say spoilers. Um, but man, we were hyped for this one for a while. And then the early reviews came out and it has 53% on Rotten Tomatoes. And I was like, oh shit, is this really going to be that bad? I was a little skeptical because the trailer looks so freaking awesome. Yep. And I went into this movie cautiously optimistic that it would be better than the Rotten Tomatoes score. And my expectations were blown out of the water. This movie was freaking awesome. I don't know if I would give it a 10 out of 10 because um, it did have a few emotional aspects. But... Um, I will say my my one thing that I'm gonna knock a half a point down for is uh, you know I think that Brad's Pitt Brad Pitt's character is great for most of the movie although I just didn't have that emotional connection to him although every other character in the movie I did that's the only small nitpick so I think I am gonna give it a nine and a half just a half point okay. down from ten out of ten but I mean my gosh I was blown out of I mean I like this film just as much as I like the Batman, which I also gave a nine and a half. So, you know, I was ecstatic walking out of the Batman. I was ecstatic walking out of Bullet Train. This was a special movie for sure. Unique. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, here's here's how I would compare it. And it's two of our favorite films. I would say Pulp Fiction or Kill Bill, whatever you want to call it. Pulp Fiction, Kill Bill, any Quentin Tarantino film yeah. meets Murder on the Orient Express. <laughs> I mean, yeah. and yeah. those are, I mean, we've talked about both, uh, you know, all Tarantino films on this show. We've talked about Murder on the Orient Express and, yep. you know, it, Quentin Tarantino meets Agatha Christie. I have nothing else to say about it. It was incredible. I loved this movie. Um, so excited that I got to see it. And, um, you know, yeah, I just, so are we ready to talk spoilers? I think we should just dive right into spoilers. So this is their spoiler alert, everybody. If you haven't seen the movie, go see this movie. Yeah, if you're going to see one. one movie, go see it. Yeah, if you're going to see one movie besides like maybe this and Top Gun and everything everywhere all at once. I mean, shit, this year has been pretty great for movies in my opinion. We've had some high reviews this year, at least in my book. So, um, this is one of them. This is going to be in my book. I think this is going to be in my top 5 at the end of the year. Yeah, um, I'm right there with you. Yeah, so let's talk spoilers. Spoiler alert right now. Um, First thing I want to bring up, I mean, did you have something you wanted to bring up that was a spoiler RB? I didn't want to cut you off. I mean, I, I don't have spoilers, you know, one particular spoiler per se. Okay. I just think the ensemble cast, you go yeah. top to bottom on this list. I, I don't necessarily, I mean, I can see where you're coming from. Yeah. Brad Pitt. 
Yeah. Um, you know, not really a character we're emotionally connected to, despite being our main character. Yeah. But I think he hits this role out of the park. He was awesome, uh, yeah. You know, and I think the the best thing about it was sort of our, our big reveal. So I guess this is a spoiler. Big reveal at the end, you know, this whole thing is set into motion by our antagonist, our sort of faceless villain, a la <laughs> James Bond, the white death. Yep. Um, you know, he sets these whole events into motion to try and kill the man who killed his wife, who was uh, this guy Carver, who Brad Pitt is filling in for in this job. You know, just a, a brief mention. Yeah. And then when we see who Carver is, it's Ryan Reynolds. Oh and my I think god, it's that's so funny. amazing because I see this role by Brad Pitt as he's trying to be like Ryan Reynolds in every yeah. role. You know, this yeah. is the prototypical Ryan Reynolds like role. So I love that that was sort of a double entendre moment there, that yeah. this was kind of Brad Pitt playing a Ryan Reynolds role. But I think Brad Pitt did it just as well, if not better than Ryan Reynolds could have played this role. And this was kind of a, a deep cut callback because the previous film that this uh, director directed was Deadpool 2. Right, which so, Brad Pitt had a small cameo in. Exactly. So it felt kind of like an extension of their work that they said, hey, after this movie, let's make this one. And like, yeah. it, that was yeah. pretty cool. And of course, like you said, the White Death himself, another big actor that I didn't know was going to be in this movie, Michael Shannon. Yeah. Um, yeah. Famous for you know his role in Man of Steel. Famous for his role in Nocturnal Animals, one of my, I really enjoyed that film despite it being a little slow. Um, yeah, Michael Shannon was in this one, and once he got on the screen at the end of this movie, I mean, just to say, the end of this movie was dialed up to 11. Like, yeah. holy crap. Yeah. If you weren't locked in by the end of this movie, I mean, my God. I think this whole film was dialed to 11. From the yeah. minute, okay, let's, maybe a, a little bit, not slow start, but slower than the rest of the film. But from the minute we see uh, Bad Bunny show up on, on screen, <laughs> this movie is pedal to the throttle, 100 miles an hour. I mean, the speed of a bullet train faster than 100 miles an hour, I know. But yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> I, they, this, yeah you, you hit it right on the head there, Dom, with saying, you know, this film was dialed up to 11 the whole time. Yeah, um, I, I think that, you know, before we talk about a few other, particularly one more cameo. Actually, I, let's just talk about the other cameo that made me laugh out loud yeah. in the theater. Channing Tatum was hilarious in the short few minutes he was in this. Channing Tatum is hilarious in everything. Yeah. And he, just Channing Tatum being Channing Tatum. I mean, he's not, I, I my guess would be seeing enough Channing Tatum, Ch Channing Tatum films that this is just kind of his persona. This is the kind of <laughs> guy he is. He's just kind of nonchalant going through life. Is this a and, sex thing? Yeah. <laughs> I think he is hilarious. Oh, yes. and him and Brad Pitt in the same scene together is fucking awesome, too. So great. Yeah. So great. Um, but, um, yeah, yeah, I mean, cameos aside, let's talk about this this ensemble cast. We talked about yeah. Brad Pitt. We talked about um, the White Death played by why, – why am I blanking on Michael Shannon. Michael Shannon. Mm -hmm. um, Let's talk about the rest of this cast. Yeah, All right, please. let's start with Tangerine and Lemon. Brian Tyree Henry and Aaron Taylor Johnson. These guys, you want to talk about emotional pull. I think the emotional development of these characters throughout the film, you know, yes, this is a comedy action film, but this was worthy of a, you know, a serious dramatic film, these two. Yeah, I fully agree with you. These two had, I dare say, my favorite parts in this movie. Yes. Um, and, you know, at first I was a little lukewarm on them, like, I liked the dialogue they had at first. I was like, okay, this is definitely Tarantino-like dialogue that these two characters have for sure. And um, 
at first I was like, this seems a little shallow, but then you learn more and more about their backstory. At first I thought they were just going to be comedic relief. And then it grew into something that was way deeper, way more emotional, and I just loved these these two characters' arc. It was it was fantastic. Both of these actors blew it out of the water. Both their 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 chemistry was incredible. Their chemistry with the rest of the cast was incredible. But dare I say, Brian Tyree Henry yeah. in this film, better than Brad Pitt, better than anyone else in the I think he steals it with everything about Thomas the Tank Engine. Yeah. I love, I love so much. He was a character straight out of a Quentin Tarantino film. Absolutely. A la um, uh, Vega, Vincent Vega in Pulp <laughs> Fiction. The, the hitman who's sort of a philosophical, you know, thinker, you know. I, I thought he was amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Um and I liked Aaron Taylor Johnson's performance yeah. in this one as well. He had some of the when he thought his brother was dead. I mean, that was a great emotional scene. I I was like pretty choked up in that theater. I was the like, wow. Callback when they were kids watching the soccer match. That was good too. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah, it was it was really great. Yeah. Um, another one that I didn't think I, I haven't seen many movies with her in it, but um, I didn't think she was going to be that good. But she totally surpassed my expectations by all means. She was fantastic in this film. Joey King. As, Incredible, yeah. As the White Death's daughter, which is kind of the big reveal there at the end. Yeah. She sets in motion a lot of these events. She gets uh, the boy that was pushed off the, the roof, his his father on the train. Yeah. And she kind of sets up just, she's, you know, quote unquote lucky. She sets up a lot of the big events that happen in the movie, a lot of the big kills that happen in the movie. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I loved her performance. That's the thing. I think... Another, you know, there's so many very a la Tarantino different storylines here. Another excellent emotional storyline paired well with some comic relief thanks to Joey King is everything that goes down with Joey King's character and Andrew Koji's character with her on the cell phone to, you know, the to, oh, you know, I have an assassin right here in front of your son. What's his name again? I'm so bad with names. You know, I thought everything there was excellent. Yeah. Are you talking about Michael Shannon? No, 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 no. Um, no, I'm sorry. That's what what she was saying when oh. she was on the phone to right. to, uh, right, to right, Andrew right. Koji, the hitman who's standing by Andrew Koji's uh, son. Right, got yeah. it. Yeah, you know, just so heartless in her role. Well, yeah, and, well and she switch, switches back and forth from this act, you know, that she's an innocent kidnapped girl, and then she switches back to this ruthless, you know, gun toting <laughs> murderess. Yeah, Brian Brian Ten Tyree Henry hits it on the head in his role as Lemon every time she starts with the crying. Man, you get me every time. How do you do that? Is that a tear? Yeah, I that was incredible. And she's yeah. the diesel in the in on the yeah, train. She's, she's the, the diesel. diesel. Sticks the sticker. Yeah. Yep, that was uh, a great little nitpick too. That that yeah. they did there. Um. One thing I do want to say, though, is uh, I think that, you know, before we keep going on with positives, while we're talking about all these characters and their backstories, um, you know, we've compared it to Tarantino, definitely. And we've said before in our previous reviews, especially Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Tarantino does exposition better than any other filmmaker. Yes. Which is, you know, if for our listeners that don't know, RB and I have explained this many times before. Exposition is when people are talking about stuff that happens in the past, Okay. Backstory, for other words. Um, this movie had a lot of exposition scenes that flash back and tell you what happened in the past. Yes. Um, a la a Tarantino film, I'm fine with it. But I do think that there was a few sequences that were extended that... Okay, like, for example, the best part of the movie is when the, the, the father, the grandfather of the kid that got pulled off, I forget his name, but... 
he's the guy that's there to get revenge on the white devil. Right. And the, the elder. The elder. Yeah. And he tells his entire backstory. He's like, yeah, this will be really quick. And then he tells like a 15 minute long backstory. And I was like, okay, yeah, this is great to see and fill in the pieces of the story. But I feel like they used that so many times. Okay, let's talk about what happened in the past and let's flash back, which is not non-linear storytelling, which is what Quentin Tarantino does the best. Right. It's just, you know, it, I don't know. I Maybe I, they I, couldn't I, find a way to make it smoother, but it was the best I they could know. do. I, I think everything with the flashback scene, though, was important and yeah. play back into, you know, we see the whole story with the White Death and his whole way of killing with the, the Russian roulette. Sally spins the revolver on his arm. And then we get to see that again in real time, you know, yeah. before the train crashes. I think everything, why I don't knock it for that yeah. is because every flashback scene had something important that built up to the end, which is why I compare True. it to Agatha Christie. And uh, everything done with like murder in the more murder on the Orient Express because every little flashback, every piece of exposition there ties back into the grand scheme of things. Why all those people were on the train? Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. And like on my part, it's a nitpick of a nitpick of a nitpick. Like it's the minutia of a nitpick because there's so many. Like I think the only like I said, the only biggest flaw in this one is that you know despite Brad Pitt's excellent performance, his character was more thinly written than his supporting cast. And that's right. that's the only real negative that I could find. But yeah. So, I mean, every, everything else is great about this film. I think there's some yes. great performances, short performances that are, are done really well. Again, I mentioned Bad Bunty, Bad, Bad Bunty, Bad Bunny, Benito Martinez Ocasio playing yeah. uh, the wolf, obviously a small part, but still an excellently done part. Um, he had a I cool loved, flashback too. Yeah, I loved everything with the with the hornet. I, I loved everything with you know the poison and what it did to people, the blood congealing and comes out of all of your orifices. I thought that was an excellent, excellent way to kill people. Um, this movie was really bloody. Movie. Yes, very I much loved so. it too. I loved how un like unadulterated the violence was. Like yeah. they weren't afraid to go the extra mile. No, I mean the opening scene. You have the guy getting thrown, you know, falling off the roof and falling through. Uh, Brad Pitt's character is like sunroof. Yeah. That's like the first scene in the film. Yeah, this is like, that's another aspect they did great here. Not only was there just like straight up funny lines, but they did a great job with the dark comedy and how like, I, that's one character, uh, one aspect of Brad Pitt's character I really did like is how he says, no, I, all I am is bad luck. But yeah. really, he's actually, if you think about it, he's actually lucky because of how many times he averts his own death, you know? And like he said, and like, uh, you know, Spoiler alert that uh, Sandra Bullock is in this film at the end, and she's yep. the handler. Um, she says, yeah, no, that wasn't bad luck that that guy fell on your roof. It was lucky because he didn't die, and you took him to the hospital, and you saved his life. Yeah. So it's like kind of a dark, darkly comedic. And and yeah. uh, the, the elder explains that in a role, talking about the ladybug. You know, exactly. It's lucky because the this, it has seven spots, and the seven spots represent the seven... Signs of bad luck or something like that. Signs of fate, yeah. Signs of fate. And yeah, he absorbs all the bad luck for everyone else. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I thought that was really interesting. But, that was, um, yeah. One one small, tiny, tiny nitpick. Not going to okay. keep me from giving it a 10 out of 10. I didn't think the – I guess it would be a mid-credit, but it was really a beginning of the credit scene was yeah. necessary. Right. The, oh, it was Lemon who drove the truck that killed Joey King. I thought that was kind of stupid. I like the irony – in itself that the truck was a lemon truck or a, a tangerine, tangerine truck driven by it didn't need to be 
it was too on the nose that we had to flash back to 10 minutes earlier that he survived and then stole the truck and he just happened to know where the train was going to crash. I thought that was a little ridiculous. That was my only part that I didn't like, but everything out yeah. of, else about this film, they hit it out the part out of the park. Bravo to the entire production team, David Leach who who directed the film, Zach Olowitz who uh, who wrote the screenplay. Uh, yeah. yeah, I thought it was just amazing. And of course, the ensemble cast, as we talked about, Brad Pitt, Joey King, Aaron Taylor Johnson, Brian Tyree Henry, uh, even the small role played by Sandra Bullock. I thought she was excellent. Obviously, more of a voice role. She shows up at the very end on screen. I just thought everyone was great in this film. Yeah, yeah. And one, I mean, one last thing we've got to talk about is just the actual filmmaking aspect of this film. I mean, holy crap. The sets were incredible. The set design was incredible. The cinematography. But above all else, this film lives or dies on the action. And this action was phenomenal. They blew it out of the water. Delivered. I mean, it delivered. It, it falls upon everything I say. We're going to talk about it in our next episode, too. What a great action movie is. Wide shots where you can actually see what's happening. Where you're not just close up. No shaky cam. Lockdown cameras. You see everything happening. Actors are performing great stunts. Yep. They weren't afraid to show violence. It was great. Just the action was out of the out of the park in this one. It was one of the best action movies I've seen in a long time. Um, up there with Shang Chi, as uh, I thought that had excellent action as well. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. couldn't agree and this more is, with you. This is action movie week here on top of the list. By the way, yep. we're talking yep. all action movies. So stay locked in because our next review we're going to be talking about Prey, and it's uh, you know. The film that originated it, that is Predator, 1987 with Arnold Schwarzenegger. So Ray's predecessor, Predator. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of PR. Yeah. <laughs> so, so uh, yeah. but yeah, anything anything else you want to add on Bullet Train, Dom? Now, final score for this one, nine and a half for me. Ten for you, right, RB? And out of ten, for sure. Definitely, I think everywhere, 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 everything, everything everywhere, everywhere all at once. Slightly edges it for my favorite movie so far this Got year, it. but this will definitely go on the number two slot. Um, of course, we'll talk about that couple, few months down the road, about four yeah. months down the road for our top of the list movies of the year. Absolutely, and there's still more great movies to come, so stay locked in. Um, tune into the epi other episode that's dropping the same day as our episode today, Prey and Predator Review. So uh, stay locked in. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Give us a five-star review. Leave us a comment. Um, follow us on Twitter. Our Twitters are down below in the description. You can find all that information down below. Um, you know, let us know what you want us to review next because we got some good stuff to review. And let us know what you thought about the reviews that we're giving. Do you think we're accurate or do you disagree? So let us know there and tune in to the next episode of Top of the List. See you later. Later, everybody.